What is ministry? Ministry is an opportunity for people to come together, collaborate their ideas, allowing their gifts to be activated and released together what God is using them to do on one accord. And what is a minister? A person who serves. A person who serves. Serves the Lord and release from that place. And when it comes to serving, we don't quit. What is quitting? Quitting is when we make up an excuse that's not even an excuse to not do what we know we were called to do anymore. We don't quit. We don't just say, okay, I'm done doing this. I've been doing this for some time. It's somebody else's turn to fulfill. I don't like who I'm sitting next to. I don't want to keep going back and forth. People not doing what I want them to do. Or I'm tired of being told what to do. I'm tired of certain people being seen and heard. I'm tired of being the one doing all the work. I'm just giving you different excuses that we give each other as ministers in ministry. I have too much to do now. You don't understand. I don't have to explain. I got children now. My job. My health. My age. I'm just too busy. I got this to do. I have that to do. Oh, I joined another ministry. That's saying, God, my time is up for serving you the way you wanted me to. Because of any excuse we use after that. And think that's good enough to be excused to walk outside of what we call to do. And we worship him. And we praise him. And we give him praise. How can we release the opposite to our God? He's faithful. He's faithful. He doesn't quit. How can we quit? How can we say, I'm done? How can we say, it's too much. There's too much to do. He never started anything and didn't finish. Because he finished before he even got started. For real, for real. He moves from the finished work. He's the author and the finisher. He's the beginning and the end. As our Alpha and Omega. If you want to speak in Greek. Jehovah Jireh is the one who provides. 
in the Bible, it describes God being called in Hebrew, how he revealed himself when his children needed him. It's documented when he was first called Jehovah, Elohim, Rohi, Shama, Makadisha, Sikinu, Nisi. He showed himself to be all that they have called him because he is our everything. Shalom. You understand? He provided and they called him Jara. Watching them and they called him El Rohi. They knew that God is there with them because he protected them. And they called him Jehovah Shammah. They wanted to win a war. And God blessed them to win the battle. And as a monument of put on that mountain, to put on that place in that line, they called him Nisi. When they needed him to be, he showed up as Yahweh. El and Ah is God and Jehovah. Whenever you hear El or Ah, it's Jehovah and God. We can't allow God his will to be manifested and we quit. We can never give a good enough excuse because excuse is not meant for anyone to say you are excuse. An excuse doesn't excuse us to walk away from ministry as a minister. Because our father is the one who what provides. You think he's going to have your life to be flooded in and have it to expand and you not be able to fulfill what he called you to do and you're walking in his will. But we say we can handle the task. Use me, Lord. We fired up for you. I'll reach, I'll preach, I'll teach, I'll pray, I'll dance, I'll slay, I'll walk, I'll talk, I'll move, I'll think, I'll write, I'll listen, I'll draw, I'll cook, I'll dance, raise my hands, I'll sing. I'll anoint, I'll lay hands, I'll win the people, I'll keep the people, I'll call the people. I'll do, I'll go, I'll be. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Use me. And when he do, we have an excuse where we feel like we're ready to leave. And the reasons that we leave are no reasons at all. So while I'm talking, I'm actually praying that we take it seriously to serve. And be faithful at our servanthood unto the Lord. That shows why we minister. That shows who we minister for. Is it for him or is it for us? Because when it comes to us, we're going to quit. 
If I'm in ministry for me to be seen and heard, I'm not going to last long because I'm going to get tired. I'm going to change my mind because I'm in my way. But if I'm doing it unto him, now my spirit man to overrule, I'm going to last. I'm going to fulfill. I'm going to stay hungry because I know I'm fully equipped. I'm going to become more polished in what I do and learn about what he called me to do. Much more to become more effective so I can win more souls for him. Because that's what he's asking me to do. And I said, yes. Who am I to sit down when God said, get up and do anything? Who am I to tell God my schedule is too full? I cannot finish. Who am I to say to God, I'm going to do something else and then finish that? Who am I to say to God, thank you for the husband. Thank you for the, the kids. Thank you for the family. But God, it's, it's too much now. Well, he's the creator. He's the author. He's the finisher of our faith. What do you mean? That means that we allow our priorities to get out of order because we wonder about order. So we can use an excuse as to not be in order and not move in decency and in order. And then many of us leave places and then talk about people who show up there. Do you know the people that are very faithful show up all the time? You don't have to ask them twice to do nothing. A lot of times they are the ones that's less considered to do anything or to be called first, even release. And they're the ones who are loyal. God sees it all. You ever see somebody who's, you know, not as seasoned as you are? But they have a heart as you do. And they always faithful. I see it all the time. Be like, wow, you are just so faithful at this. You always here. You always available. You always ready. Is that about being good? It's about having a heart to serve. Because many of us are called to do it and could do it in our sleep, but get tired at it. Make excuses. If I could be on time, I choose not to be. To me, it makes no sense. If God blessed you with income in your account, God bless you with resources, God bless you with people in our lives, God bless you and I with transportation, there are no excuses why we cannot be on time. If we have enough time to be there early, there are no excuses. None. And we're asking God to expand our coast. We're asking God to flood us in. We're asking God for increase. But we actually decrease in serving. Why would he give me more money? If I'm not being faithful with the money I have. Some of us are holding and God wants us to release. And some of us release it when he wants us to hold. We're not flowing with his spirit. We're not flowing with God to know what to do, to know what season we're in, to know what we're prepared for, to know what's our progression, what's our preparation. Can we say our preparation by name will be preparing for? We quit too much and want to start new things. Okay, I had enough of this. I'm done. Now imagine if God did that to us. We wouldn't be here. I'm going to release it to the new people on the job. 
the new people in ministry, the new people in the community, the new people, this place, that place. There's no such thing as new people and old people in ministry. Because we are a people. We are his people. That's an excuse. We know we can ask God of anything and he will provide it for us. He would do it for us, especially if it's to exalt him, to glorify him. But we don't want to ask that. We want to ask outside of that. We want to do what we want to do and then say his will be done. Too many of us in ministries that we're not faithful at. It doesn't make sense. It start out as 50 people and now it's two because we don't expect to see it the way that it turned out to be. That's why you're there to help it, to uplift it, to elevate it. If you're in a ministry and you see that something is not right, that's why you're there. You working somewhere and people cook and the food not that good. That's why you're there. And you know you got it. Someone don't draw so well and you know you're an artiste. That's why you're there. Not to say, oh, wow, they suck. They're terrible. No, that's why you're there. Because our father says, iron sharpens iron. You have iron to sharpen iron. And someone has iron to sharpen you, your iron. So if we're not available to be sharpened and to be quickened or to quicken and sharpen, then what are we doing? We're not doing nothing far as serving. That's why the disciples wasn't that disciplined. Because they didn't sharpen each other. They never encouraged each other. Never did. They didn't believe in each other. What would happen if the disciples came together and done what they saw Jesus do all the time? They the 12 that walked with him everywhere. They spent more time with him, but didn't do half of what he done until he left. They had to get it before they get it. Peter walking on water. No one encouraged him. No one attempted to even walk with him. When Christ prophesied to Peter, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. No one stirred Peter up at the table. When Christ said to even Judas, the one who dips with me is the one who's going to betray me. And when Judas did, no one said nothing at the table. And when he got to dismiss himself, Christ said, now go do that very thing that you was going to do anyway. Like, go ahead and go finish the betrayal. I'm already aware of what you're going to do. He still got up and left anyway. And no disciple went and said nothing. There was a storm. They worshiped and praised. Christ worshiped and praised and prayed unto God a lot. When that storm came, they went to go wake him up. They didn't realize the significance of him choosing them. They probably didn't even know why they were chosen. They woke him up when they were already up. Imagine what they would have done or what would have happened if they came together and released what they saw him do. When they saw him lift up the two-piece fish and multiply the food by looking up and giving thanks, why didn't they do it as well? When Christ walked on the water and ended up in a boat, and when they got to where they were going, the people were questioning, 
how did Jesus end up with you guys and you left before him? No one said nothing. That's why they couldn't cast out devils when it was time to. That's why Christ had to dismiss him out the room when it was time to. That's why he departed away and went to go pray when it was time to. And one time he went to go pray and asked him to stay awake. And they kept falling asleep when it wasn't time to. When it was time for them to believe, they didn't. The crucifixion regarding us as believers didn't believe. And I say us because we are out of them. Didn't believe. They're crying. They're angry. They're sad. They're pissed. Pontius Pilate, what do you mean? Don't, don't rule them in their favor. Don't take out Messiah. And he walked around saying and predicting and prophesying what was going to happen. I will be betrayed. And when betrayed come, they deny That's one thing we as a creation always went back and forth with warfare about believing. It takes patience to believe. It takes a heart to only believe. You have to go all out for God. You understand? What's wrong with being early? To just anoint and intercede for the place. No, let's not be early because we don't have nothing else to do. With the time spent so we be there early. No, let's have a heart. I'm coming early because I can and I'm going to lift this place up. We wonder why there's so much chaos on the job because you or I are not interceding while we're there. There are no seeds being sown. Why is there so much crime on my street? There are no seeds being sown. I'd rather go to Wendy's than parade up and down the block and intercede for the community. Why gas keep going up? No seeds being sown at the gas station. Why people keep getting sick? No seeds being sown in the hospitals. Since the pandemic, a lot of people in the workforce became lazy and used an excuse to their advantage by taking advantage. I don't have to work for real. People just stop caring. And many of us have these very important jobs that helps people and we just don't care. How can you not care as a physician? How can you not care as a dentist? How can you not care as a lawyer? How can you not care as a judge? How can you not care in the government? How can you not care as a driver? How can you not care? As a senior provider, how can you not care as a surgeon? You don't care. How can you not care? As a minister of the gospel. Watching everybody else do it. And you just sitting around. Oh, I'm sitting around. And got everything to say about what should be done. But don't get up there and do nothing about it. It shows who's there. And who's doing what for what. 
Is it for us or is it for him? That's not fair. To be in someone's presence with a nasty attitude because they don't want to go to work. Then don't go. I'd rather you don't go. You'd rather I don't go than show up and be nasty and rude. Come on. How can you be a nurse and don't care? How can you give medicine and don't care? And then mistakes happen and we try to cover them up. Give people the wrong prescription. Taking out the wrong tooth. Giving the wrong meal. Sending the wrong documents. How can we be a leader and not care? How can we walk with God and not care? It's not even about just being a member in the body. I'm not coming for only members in the body currently. Because we all been taught the difference between right and wrong. And it's not right. And I release favor upon it right now. Because it's not okay. How can we get married and don't care? How can we have children and not care? How can we work with children and don't care? How can I drive a school bus and don't care? And wonder why I flipped all over and six kids are injured. How can I drive and not care? Now I'm texting. Now my eyes off the road. And asking God for traveling mercies. How can I be a pilot and don't care? Drinking all night, have a hangover to fly a plane in the air. How can I be a sailor in the water on a cruise and don't care? People getting thrown over. People falling over. And I have no idea where they are. The operation sucks that we can't even find on the camera. Where's this missing person who paid for this trip? How can I swim and don't care? How can I do anything without caring? We have to care about everything. And I mean the care that he cares for us with when we do. Have to go all out for you. Because that's what God called you to do. Believe in yourself. Go all the way and fulfill because you are worth the fulfillment. We quit too much, but then want the finish work. We quit too much and then want the outcome. We've quit with our way of thinking. I'm not where I want to be. That's quitting. You don't like where you are, but want to go further? How can you? You can't even accept where you are. You're not where you were. Do we know that everything that we do is a measurement? That's why God said, what you do with the least, you receive the greater. The least doesn't mean worse than. It means it's not as better as it's about to be, about to become. Because it gets greater and greater and greater. You are in the greater and it's going to get greater than that. So we're not even receiving the greater for more greater. The one greater works. How can I not care and I'm a person who embalm a body? Work at a funeral home and don't care. It's not my loved one. People not even aware of what's going on waist down. Don't even have no socks on the person. And the family giving socks and shoes when no one knows they're dead. I don't have to put glue on the lips all the time. They look shut to me. 
No one's going to know the jury is gone. How can I be an anchor and not gay? It's going to rain today. Everybody prepare for rain. Excuse me. Um, There was some mistake in the radar. Not caring to study. I said, no pickles. Don't care. What's taking the host or the hostess so long? We've been waiting here for 30 minutes. It's not that crowded in here. Don't care. Why is there rats in the kitchen? Don't care. Why are there people still at war and forgot about what they're even warring about? Don't care. Many of us are so quick to send people to do things and we don't do them and don't want to do them. Don't care. Why are there dishes in the sink? We already eaten. Don't care. Why are there only two people here to pray? Don't care. And we always talk negative about why we don't want to do what we used to love doing. Now there's an excuse and by trying to get away with it, we try to talk ourselves out of it because of this and I don't really care for this. There are no excuses to stand before our God and say why we cannot finish what he have us to start. What can we say to Yahweh? What can we say to Jehovah? Because everything about him, Christ, have fulfilled. Christ released a confidence unto us. That's the evidence of speaking in an unknown tongue. And we're saying that we can't finish. He's seated back at home. He done what he had to do. So this is what we do. We serve. When it comes to doing what God has us to do, serve. How do we serve? Do it unto him. That's how I got my promotion. That's how I get any promotion. I do it unto him. And it blesses you. He teaches us how to go above and beyond. That's acceleration. And many of us say, it doesn't take all that. I don't have to do all that. Well, you don't want any of it. What you asking God for? I don't have to buy fresh food all the time. People don't know that it's not that fresh. It looks fresh. It tastes. It still tastes good. It's not tasting sour. Keep the deli products out all night. It's all. Who gonna know? Don't care. You don't have to clean that station every time. You don't have to change the mop water all the time. Don't care. Spare me the supplies. You're costing me money. Don't care. 
Don't throw that meat away. Relabel it. Don't care. Don't tell a parent that we actually dropped our kid in our care. <laughs> Don't care. Don't tell a judge we're giving a wrong verdict. Don't care. Don't tell a family that we give them the wrong medication. Don't care. Father, I release the care that you care with us with in the atmosphere to care. And I cast down the care that you say cast down and give unto you. Because that's the wrong care to carry. We can't walk around not caring, making up excuses as to why we cannot do what God has called us to do. Cannot have nasty attitudes because we don't want to get up. How can you not want to get up and you're not the one who woke yourself up? God did. That is honor right there. God give me a dream just to show me what it's like for him to wake me up and not me. Because it's so natural to us to just open our eyes and get up. But it's not that simple. It's him that gets us up every time. I don't care if it's six times a day, out of a night, does it matter? God showed me. He had me in a dream, and I was like, okay, it's time to get up, and I couldn't get up. I was like, Father, he had me to sit and be patient until he decided to get me up just to show me how significant it is for him to do so and not me because I can't do nothing of my own. We say that, but we don't know the significance of that. You can't do nothing without him. You can't lift a finger. You can't blink. You can't breathe. You can't live without him gracing us too, releasing us too, blessing us too. We think we can't, but we can't. We're not battery operated. He breathed life. So it's going to take him to keep doing it for us to keep doing it. I was in a dream. I'm like, I'm ready to get up. I had to sit in my own dream and wait for our father to open my eyes. So I know what it's like to not have your eyes open because you can't do it on your own. And be aware of it. And be so grateful when he get you up like, oh my God, thank you. You did it. You did it. Thank you. Sometimes he show us things to see the significance of what he does. We're just so used to doing things. Like, I'm just so used to getting up going to work that now I think I can complain. But I wasn't complaining when I didn't have that job at first. I wasn't complaining on my first week. Now you want to put a load on other people. I think it's so, you know, unbecoming of us when people ask us to do things in ministry or on a job. And it depends on who the person is for us to say, okay, we'll do it. That shows a lack of honor. I would feel some type of way if someone asks people that I work with to do something for me and not everybody all at once. And then somebody else's name, you understand? It's like, okay, okay, wait, wait, I, I, let me choose. I would feel like, wow, that's how y'all feel? 
And God doesn't feel like that about us, even though we act that way. We can't pick and choose. When we want to do. I'm going to minister on this holiday. I'm going to show up when I want to. I'm going to get there when I get there. I'm going to tell everybody else to be there and be along with me on the job. And yet I'm the one who show up last and could have made it there first. Many of us want someone to do things unto us and don't want to do anything unto each other or somebody else. You ever had somebody who just want you to call them? That's the only way you talk to them. If you call, but they have your number, they have fingers, hands, and a cellular device, and they can't pick up and do it too? You cook all the time and someone just want to eat? You're cleaning and they just want to sit around and enjoy the cleanness, the cleanliness, the smelling of being refreshed. You take care of kids and they just sitting there watching them play and tear up stuff. You putting in all the work and someone's a part of it and they just want to sit around and watch? How can we ever think that we could just sit, not do, and receive? Now, there's a time for everything. God may have you or have me to just wait and be still, but We're not standing still. There's always something to do, even if it's praying in the bedroom. Why is this merch not prospering like I wanted to? There are no seeds. There's a harvest for every seed sown. So if it's not harvesting, if it's not prospering, there are no seeds. And if they are seeds, they're not being watered. Mm. I thought I wanted to see like God sees. There is no way I even want that vision. To see everything everywhere with everyone all the time, always. I don't want that. Because God showed me right now. What seeds that's not being watered look like in the dirt. And it looks disgusting. The things that's not pleasing to him look very nasty. You ever see a demon? Oh my God. God, disgusting. God. What sin looks like is nasty. God. God show me these dry seeds in this soil dirt. It's just not being watered. And the seeds are like they're just shrinking and shrinking. It looks nasty. It looks so nasty. 
God's showing me what unforgiveness look like. This is how we know if we're doing things unto ourselves and not him. Because we talk about what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. And if somebody tells somebody else to do what we want, we get upset. No, I want to be right there. No, I want to sit in that chair. I want to come in at that time. I want to stand right here in this area. And it's always to be seen and heard on the clock or in ministry. Many of us say, oh, no, I'm not here for that on the job. I'm here to get the job done. I'm not here in ministry to be seen and heard. I'm here for the Lord. And let someone say, okay, we'll stand back here. What? When they're going to do it and you're going to do it next time, who? I quit. God bless me with children now, so I quit. God bless me with a husband now, so I don't have to work. I quit. I got what I want, so I quit. Where goes receiving the greater? I don't feel like going to work today. So in my mind, I really quit. I'm here, but I quit. I'm here on a job, but I don't care. I don't understand how many of us been granted the favor to work from home and we're really sitting at home, not working for home. Don't care. I quit, but don't quit. I think it's very unbecoming that we can put the workload on somebody else and we know we a team. Don't care. I quit, but don't quit. Be around people and talk to them any kind of way or have people to feel like they're not significant enough. Don't care. I quit. But don't quit. Watching someone else carry the task and don't even put our hands to work to help them out. Don't care. I quit. God showed me how he want me to illustrate visual what it looks like for the things that we do and see what it really looks like when we do them. Because we have angels that are on an assignment to bring to pass what we say. They're not going to bring to pass what we ought not to say. That's not what they commissioned to do. When we have a heart to say, I'm going all out for you, God. I'm here. I'm not going nowhere. I'm faithful. I'm faithful. They're like, yeah, yeah. Here goes miracle signs. Here goes someone coming to the altar. Here goes someone wanting to start this business. Here goes someone wanting to apply for the job. Yeah, it's prospering. If people see things prospering, they want to be a part of. And some don't even want to be a part of before it begins to prosper, but still want to be a part of the prosper, the prosperity. You understand? That's like everybody helped me build my home, but for those who didn't want to come and could have came to help, 
They be the first ones to open that door to walk in. You understand? We have to care. With the care he cared for us with and cast down the care he said cast down. Every job, every ministry is important because it involves people. Too many careless incidents. Too many people going overboard on cruises. Too many incidents in the air. Too many incidents on land. Too many incidents in cars, vehicles, too many wrecks for driving recklessly. What do you expect? Our eyes are off the road. What do we expect when we speed? What do we expect when we're rushing to get somewhere when we have plenty of time to get it together? Do you not know? Do I not know that God prioritized our lives in order fit for how he called us to be and what he asked us to do? There's no way that God going to have me to get up late if he knows that I want to make it on time. There's no way that God don't know that he blessed me with children and a husband that I cannot get nothing done successfully. Make sure everything get done and still have time to do anything that I want to do for me and get things done for the next day. There's no way he cannot do that for us all. He's a God of us all. Not some. He don't pick and choose. He don't have no favoritism. He is no respect of a person. So if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. That's why it's important to testify. I'm not going to have you thinking, oh, because I'm just so magical. Not because I'm just following what he says, like we ought to do. Was for me, for you, when it comes to him releasing the same God for me, the same God for you. When it doesn't get done, it's called an excuse. How can I cook and not care? Yeah, right. And expect it to be nasty, be dry, be blind, overcooked, undercooked. When we don't care and do things, it's going to show. How many times you went into a store and the line just went down and they see you come in like, there was somebody else. And you looking like, well, I'm sorry. I mean, but I, I need the services. I don't care. CVS, 7-Eleven, doesn't matter. It's all in people's face sometimes. They don't care. Even the grocery store. I just got this line down. Now somebody come with it. And you, you shouldn't feel, no one should feel like, okay, I'm sorry. I don't want, no. Go do what you're supposed to do. Those your groceries? Go ahead. Don't mind them. You want to go in that line? You got 500 things. Don't care. How come you put somebody's money in the wrong account? Oh, gosh. Wasn't paying attention. Now, mistakes do happen. I'm talking about the ones that we know shouldn't. No one should get the wrong medication. No one should get anesthesia and not get the full effect that they can still feel the surgery, but 
sleep enough that they cannot say anything. You know how many testimonies of that? Especially even doing oral surgery. I was put to sleep, but I still felt it. I felt every cut you went in my gum. I couldn't get up and scream. Someone had a C-section, a cesarean section, and it left a tool inside her belly. She didn't know she got an x-ray. What is that inside you? Another woman, they didn't put her intestines in right. She couldn't use the bathroom for months. Someone went to the hospital for a minor cold and didn't make it out. When it comes to, you know, having people in our care, senior care, child care. What happened? I said they can't have peanuts. I know, but they got a hold of a peanut cookie. What's going on with my grandmother, my grandfather, or my great aunt, great uncle? Why they have bed sores? I mean, I don't know. They're not being flexible. They they not getting out the bed. Why they only eating jello? They said their gums are, are hurting. I I I don't know. I don't care. Before God had me to get on here and give this message, he had me in a dream. And I was there to observe everything that happened there. It was a facility for people who need extra help with their mental state. There was young people there, teenagers there, adults there, seniors there. And guess what? The operation was terrible because they were pe- there were people there who were misdiagnosed and they kept giving them medicine to keep them there for their insurance money. There were a set of twins that were there. It was a brother and a sister. And the sister was there acting as if Something was wrong with her, but there was nothing wrong with her. There was nothing wrong. She just wanted to observe her brother while he was there. And she saw the entire operation. There were people screaming. There were people being molested. They were drugged up, put to sleep, and molested and fondled with. It's time for bath time. People being slapped after they've been put to sleep. People being put to sleep because they don't want to be bothered with them. I don't feel like you eating and using the bathroom. I got to wipe your bottom. So I'm going to put you to sleep. It was terrible. People were coming there with all kinds of face masks and gloves and hoods on their face from the germs. Didn't want to be there around the people. But there to get the check. Didn't care. They were hitting people, not changing the bedding, not taking care. They just kept medicating people and just doing what they want to do to them. And one twin, she thought, not with my twin brother. And then they looked at this woman's hand, her fingers. They had chips in people's fingers to keep them feeling like they're a vegetable. I don't know what's that about, but they had chips in their finger, in the finger. And one doctor felt the girl's finger 
he tested her mind to see if she was, you know, insane or something going on. He was like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. But he felt her finger and felt the chip. He knew that somebody who worked there put that chip in her finger to keep her medicated there. But the doctor knew that she was misdiagnosed, but didn't want to say anything because he was taken up for his team. That's just like me working at McDonald's as a cashier and the cashier beside me gave the person their wrong change, shorted their change. And the person wasn't even aware until we started counting the drawer. And I took up for the person and put something out of my pocket in their drawer instead of us just saying, you know what, let us make sure this doesn't happen again. If that person come back, let's give them back their change. Taking up for each other because we work together and not standing up for what is right. So many careless incidents. People go home prematurely all the time for people's careless mistakes. Someone out of a deadly car crash and they're being carried in a helicopter and they're rushing and a person hit their head and then they don't make it out. That blow to the head took them out. And they know that, but they try to find an excuse. We can't hold ourselves accountable for this. We're going to get sued. We're going to get fired. We're just going to say that it's something else. Okay. All right. And got to live with that on your conscience. So many children die in other people's care as well. So many seniors in people care as well. There was glass in my drink. Oh my gosh. There was a rat in my soup. Oh my goodness. These are real live stories. No places mentioned. I got food poison. You didn't keep the meat fresh. Oh, it wasn't the meat. It was the mayonnaise. I forgot to. You sue. You can sue. I don't care. It's not my company. Not my business. Can't have people working for you in your business if they don't care. They talk people any kind of way. Clean up any kind of way. Serve any kind of way. There was a club. Someone let someone in. Without showing ID. Couldn't find out they were a minor. Now the owner, not even aware, he wasn't even there. Your business closed down because someone let a minor in your business. Now, all that you work for is gone because you had someone who worked there who don't care. Your liquor store closed. You sold it to a minor. Don't care. Nothing good about a liquor store, but still, it's still someone's business. You have a club. Got to get closed down. Someone got in with a gun. You let them get in. Wasn't paying attention. Don't care. Someone got killed in your club. Got stabbed up. How they get a knife in here? Don't care. Children coming to school with weapons. Shooting teachers. Don't care. So now every, you know, junior high and high school has to have a clear book bag for that reason. They have a show called How to Get Away with Murder. Don't care. I lift up all these establishments. I lift up everybody here in the earth. 
that we can about ourselves and people who are around us to serve and to serve well, to care about what we do to help other people. I'll never forget this year when two trains collided because one train driver had her train on autopilot and guess what? She couldn't stop it in time because she wanted to be on her phone and they collided. She died because she didn't care. I would have died if that was me because I didn't get. How can someone drown if I'm a lifeguard? Don't get. Why are there so many shark attacks at this beach? Don't get. Every beach is attended to. Not just by the lifeguards. There are so many managers of the resorts, of the stations, that keep nets and keep things in place so incidents won't happen. So why they keep happening? Don't care. So I release that we do care. I release that we do care. Ooh, God. I release that we do care. I release that we do care. Ministries and on the jobs and in our homes. Everywhere we go, we care. We can't do careless things if they expect God to. You understand? Protect us. Hallelujah. If you left a ministry and you know God called you to, go back. Go back. You're needed. You're wanted. If it's not from anybody else, it's from God. Because we're not doing it for anybody else but him. When it comes to you on a job, do it unto the Lord. Don't forget we have a Christ, our Savior. We have the Christ, excuse me, our Savior. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we have the Christ, our Savior. That makes a major difference, B and A. <laughs> yeah, it does. Hallelujah. It matters how positive our attitudes be. No one wants to go nowhere and somebody got a nasty attitude. We like, uh, I got a waitress that don't care. Let's go sit at another table. And what we say, oh, you're not getting a tip. One time somebody was so mean to me who served me and God said, give him a tip and give him a great tip. And when God talks like that, it don't take much to convince me that, okay, good, I'll do it. And I did. And the person said, hey, excuse me. Did you meant to give me this? 
Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Just because somebody don't care don't mean I don't care. Along with them, along with them not caring. Uh, you understand? When you care for someone who don't care, you're going to see a difference. <laughs> you hear me yarning? It's 3.48 in the morning. <laughs> and I'm obedient to do what God asked me to do. Hallelujah, because I can. <laughs> Glory be unto God, because I can. I know you can too. And guess what? We are increasing in our care. Let's continue to lift each other up regarding the care that God cares for us with. We can't be lazy and say we care. We got to keep our establishments clean. Whatever we do in ministry, go all out for it. Make sure your document's on point. Get it done and prepare while you have time to do nothing. Go above and beyond for what God called you to do. Go all out with it. Let's take it up higher than how it is now. Let's upgrade how we do things. Keep it exciting. Keep it spiced up. No one likes boring. Change the list a little bit. Change the wardrobe a little bit. Keep the recipes sized up. Create new recipes. You make carrot cake with walnuts? Well, ask God for a new recipe. Spice it up a little bit. If you always do carrot cake, do a different type of cake. Along with carrot cake. Your chicken meal is what? $9.99? $10? How about you do two for the price of one for one day? And watch what happens. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. When you serve, you serve. When you exalt, he exalts. Hallelujah. Go all out for your purpose. Go all out regarding serving. Because the worst thing that I can think about is for someone to you, for God to use someone, excuse me, to do what he asked me to do because I didn't want to do it. And yet I'm in ministry. Hallelujah. Greater is he who's in us than he's in the world. Thank you, Father, for this prayer as well as this word. Thank you for the seeds being sown. I love you.